and I, we got into a talk of a scenario one day about like delivery drivers being seduced by a woman. Has that <clears> ever happened? And I gave them, I told the drivers, I said, if you go to a delivery, mm-hmm. assuming it's not like a $200 order, if it's a standard order and the person is going to have sex with you, you have the right, my permission, to give them the food for free. I said, because I want the story. I think the only thing I think I would Kanye stop West short is another of- one. I actually listened to his old music, and he became such a fucking enormous toolbox that his his I can't listen to his fucking music anymore. It's, I think people approach it different ways. You you approach it that way. Yeah. I don't care. Jonah listens to Macklemore because of the message. <laughs> I sing you dirty. I mean, I would have just said, "Can you like? No, I said, can, you, can you do me a favor when I come a, off? I'm really dry. Can you get me a? Can you <laughs> no, have like a water bottle for there, me or there, something?" There, you've been to the theater behind Lewis. Yeah. Like, There's a water fountain over there. That's all he said, right there, ten feet away. You can go ahead and just scurry, or, <laughs> scurry over there. <laughs> well, what are you gonna do? Yeah, well, <clears throat> it's a really dickish move. I She's like, that was freaking hilarious. Because I was going, no. And I'm like, and I just, I don't remember how it came about. Your utter refusal to cooperate at any moment. But I was like ripping on anyone who does selfies with duck faces. I'm like, no, I have self-respect. You have selfie respect? Uh, I got some. Yeah, we're recording. (coughs) Oh, fucking tail. Do you want anything to drink? Yeah. You want something to drink? I got a cup of coffee. Oh wow, we're gonna start out with some Michael McDonald. <laughs> Yamo blow my brains out. Yamo be there. He's all pumped. Oh, you gonna sit by Nick? Fart on him. Oh, remember I was in the show where I was in a bad mood last time and he just came and came down my leg. Yeah, well he knows. He senses it. Hey everybody! Welcome to You're Gonna Get a Disease with Luke and Nick. Hey, man. Hey, guy. It's been a long time. I know, I know, I, I know. I've been so excited to record with you. Like, seriously. I'm like, man, I've got to get talk to Luke. Were you aroused? A little. A little. Talk, pull always on, a little. Pull on an end to this. Uh, now pull on this. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not a cable. Um, it's shit. attached to something. I don't even know where to begin, man. We haven't recorded in like two weeks. I know. Uh, I had to bail on you last week. I got sick as a dog. Um, of course... Which, ironically, my dogs are never sick. Yeah. It's, it's like a whole week just gets thrown to shit when you have a, a child that's sick. I think that's one of the unjoys of children they never tell you about. If a fucking kid gets sick, well, I it's have, just always. I there. have the solution. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this, but. It's two words. Oh, okay. Belly splash. Very nice. No so, children. You're talking to a professional here. All these little things kept happening with me that I wanted your opinion on, but I think we should start with you, man. Two weeks. Uh, this is your final day of the Odd Couple. Yep. 
and I'm good to get I get to see you play pretend this afternoon. Yep. yep. Um, how's it been going? Man? It's been going very very well. We've gotten a great response from the audience. Um, the cast is is very talented. Because I, I wanted to record with all of them. I don't know if there's going to be an opportunity to do it later today or something like that. But um, if there's any interest, but maybe we can get them together for an actual episode or something like that if they want to come out. You know. Yeah, I mean, I maybe we can if you depending on what time you can get there. I mean, maybe we can get you a backstage pass. Ooh, you can move amongst. You can come into our <laughs> stinky guys guys uh, dressing room. Always nice. Nothing like backstage room. One of the performers has unbelievably smelly feet. I'm not going to say his name, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, and then the girls are in the other one, but it's, it's been a, a, a really good experience. You get into theater and, you know, shockingly there's some divas and drama queens and, uh, it's been, you know, everyone gets along It's everybody's friendly. They're talented. Do you think it's more to do want. with like, uh, like a local theater group as opposed to like college? Because I remember college well, was always vicious. It's the like, people seriously. because you get people, you know, you have moments where people come in and you're like, fuck, man, this person's such a dick. Or, <laughs> you know, they just think they're like this super. We had a guy, I was in a show with, it was a, the only musical I've ever been in. And the guy playing the lead who wasn't very talented at all, there was like 80 people in this musical and he was demanding his own dressing room. I'm like, you're fucked, dude. Go find a corner. <laughs> See, that brings sparks. Uh, remember we did Joseph and the Amazing Technical yeah. Dream Code at Lewis University, and I was uh, the assistant stage man, or the ass man, as we call it. And uh, one of the actresses of the show requested that I get her water, but not in a, hey, could you grab me a glass of water or something like that? It's like, excuse me. Could you get me a glass of water and have it ready for me every time I leave the stage? And it's just the way she said it. Who was it? I'm uh, well. I, I can edit. Oh, really? She yeah. was a diva. Oh, I got along with her. God. I got along with her really well. It was yeah. She that has was, such a good voice. That was yeah. She's fantastic in the show. But I mean, like, god damn, like really? Well, I you know it's I'm a college theater. Production. I make requests, but it's not like you say. I'm trying to think of something like okay. There's a scene where. It's after, green it's after it's after <laughs> act one, and I walk off stage, and I'm wearing a hat, and I need the hat for act two. Now, I could just wear it on, but I also have a cigar. Okay. And it needs the cigar needs to be at the table, but we, since we go out in the dark, I say, take my hat, turn it over, and put the cigar in the hat. Well, that's, so that's I, a proper I can quest. then go, okay, I have my cigar here in the hat. I know exactly where to reach, and then I put the hat on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... You know, but they kind of like at first were like, "What? The, why do? Who cares? I'll just put it next." I'm like, "No, that's how I find it." You know what I mean? Well, so they're, if, I, if I don't explain it, they think, "Oh, Luke's such a diva. He's got to have his hat this way." <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, "Dude, I just..." I think that's more of a, a prop display choice that helps you out, get back on the scene, and keep you know the flow going. This was, I have thirty minutes or whatever, how much time you had to kill between scenes. But I request that this person has the glass of water waiting for me at all times. And it was I mean, I would have just said, Can you like no, I said, can, you, a, can you do me a favor when I come a, off? I'm really dry. Can you get me a can you <laughs> no, have like a water bottle for there, me or there, something? There, you've been to the theater behind Lewis. There's, yeah. like, there's a water fountain over there. That's all he said. Right there. Ten feet away. You can go ahead and just scurry or <laughs> scurry over there. <laughs> well, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> 
a really dickish move. Anyway, man. You run into him. I mean, seriously, dude. I ran into him at, at Universal. We had live shows in the park, and they were all actors. And you would get some great cast members, and you would get some some horrible cast. I mean, I told you the story about the they would do the special events. No. Oh. <clears throat> so, you know, you would have your regular day, and then people would rent the park out mm-hmm. or rent shows or whatever, and they'd have, like, their company come in. So they booked this group, and they were the secondary team for the Spider-Man Rock Show. That's not 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 the same Spider-Man Turn Off the Night. That was the U two show. Right? It's not the same thing. No, no, no. Okay, it's called okay. Spider-Man Rocks. Right. Somehow they some idiot talked the owners of Universal into doing a fucking musical. It was Spider-Man. And it was goddamn horrible. But I digress. Um, <laughs> some really talented people in the shows, like Broadway singers. All right, in between. Broadway shows would go to theme parks and perform. I mean, it, really talented. Hey, whatever pays the bills. Fuck yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm the, the the manager on duty for a special event. And I get a call from the stage manager saying, and, and special events when they would perform, they would get paid very well. All right. Like if they got like 40 or 50 bucks a show, because they would do, you know, four or five shows a day. They would get like 150 bucks a show for the special event. Nice, you know, it was like so after triple hours. pay or something like that. It would be it would be awesome pay. Yep. So they, you know, whatever, and it would always it was always like different. Like each each they would negotiate with the renting group, and so, so anyway, <clears throat> I I get a call from the stage manager saying, um, "We may have an issue. You should come over." And I said, "What's up?" They're like, "Well, the cast has some questions," and I'm like. What do you mean? You know, what are the questions? I'll answer them through you. She's like, well, they don't want to perform. And I go, what are you you talking about? She's like, and so she explains to me that the cast had decided they had been told they were getting like 150 bucks a show for two shows. Okay. Um, But they wanted it confirmed and in writing, which you you never, you just say, hey, you coming for the special event? All right, you want to work it? Cool. The blue team is coming in. Um, oh, you need a replacement. Okay, we'll get somebody from this. But basically, it was, you know, a team. Is, is that the protocol? They're supposed to get something in writing? No, 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 never got anything in writing. Okay. So I walk in and I go, I go, uh, you know, guys, what's the problem? They're like, and they're all just like sitting there in their dressing room. And like the spokesman was always like the big dick of the group and would be like, <laughs> He's like, um, Lord of the Flies. He goes, <laughs> he stands up. Yeah, we want to get it in writing that we're getting paid 150. I said, who told? Did Karen tell you you were getting 100? Yeah, because I didn't even know what they were getting paid. I yeah. said, okay, yeah, you're getting 150 then. Well, we won't perform unless it's in writing. And I go, so you're telling me unless I give you something in writing at showtime, you are not going to perform. And there's like an hour, hour, 15 minutes from showtime. And they go, yeah. And I go, okay. And I turned to the stage manager. I said, start calling the red team. <laughs> he called their Moved bluff down right the phone there. list. Yep. And they go, wait, 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 wait. I said, no. I said, um, I'm going to write this up. I said, you are threatening the company, basically holding, the, trying to hold yeah. the company hostage. This is Universal fucking Studios. I go, you're trying to hold the, the Universal Studios hostage based on no precedent that you've ever been screwed out of what you were promised you were going to be paid. I go, and you guys just decided to do this? I said, I said, that's a good way to lose your job. I said, as it stands, you lose your job tonight. And they're like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. You know, and people are coming up going, 
this man does not represent me. Yeah, they were saying, oh, no, no, I wasn't part. I said, this is all Jerry's I said, fault. You all sat silently. I said, as I understood it, the entire cast was threatening me. And this person spoke for you while you were sitting in the room and you didn't speak up. I said, go home. I said, I will write this up. I said, I'm sure you'll be getting a call from Michael Taylor, who was the general manager. Got, got a cast in. They hurried and prepped for it, you know, and they were like, what's going on? What's happening? Why are we here? And I said, I'll tell you later, you know. That's they turned it around on time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so they came in and performed, got their three hundred bucks for their hour and a half of work, and left. Wow. So did you ever see any of those actors again? Oh sure, they didn't get fired. They got I don't know what because it was I was operations. So whatever happened to them, I don't even. um, But the one guy was a friend on the wrist. The one guy was a good friend of Roger. Malinowski. Ah, Roger. Remember Roger. Joseph himself. Um, and he came up, to, you know, I, I saw him later and I said, dude, why were you part of that? Because he was in the group. And he goes, well, you know, I actually brought it up originally. I go, I go, are you stupid? <laughs> I go, do you want to get blackballed in the industry? I go, what the hell's wrong with you? I go, you know, I go, Brian, you're always a nice guy. He said, why the fuck? I go, have I ever lied to you? Just ask me, call me. You knew I was the manager on duty. I saw you an hour ago, you know, and I said hello to you. So that kind of makes me like wonder, why did they take this position in the first place? Because they're jagoffs. Yeah, it's like I don't. Because they thought they because they the, the promise was, I think, more than what they normally would get paid. And they just wanted. To and instead of it? confirming it and yeah. saying, hey, we're getting 150, right? <laughs> right. Then it's, uh, we want in writing note. or we won't perform. And I told them, I said, guys, this is really not a position you want to take. <sighs> it happened the same thing. I had it with uh, crew people. Mm-hmm. They would add shows if the park was really busy. Mm-hmm. At the end of the night, they would add shows, and I'd have to go to the crew. We had the, we had the ability to because it was a union and it was an agreement. We could imply man. We could we could force mandatory overtime on a group. But I always, when I was the duty manager, I would always say, "Duty." Um, I would always say, "I I don't want to get to this," and I would tell them, "Guys, I don't want to do this." You know, it just creates bad blood. You know, but I I went to them, and I said. Do you want to stay for the added show? They said, "How much overtime would you get?" And it was always standard. You got, you got your your time went a certain amount of time after the last show, and that was it. And I said, "I think it's one point two hours overtime." Um, and they said, "Well, we'll do it, but we want to get two hours overtime." <laughs> so it's an and I go, I go, and I said that I go. This isn't a negotiation. Yeah. This is standard. This is what's in the contract. This yeah. is you get a half hour after the show ends. You clean up and then you go. Well, we want two two hours. So I stepped back and I kind of looked at them all, and I took it in for about thirty seconds. And I, my mind, I went, if I if I fall to this, every overtime is going to become a negotiation. Yeah. So I said, okay. Well, they had two crews because it was a long, it was a summer, and every. I went to the AM group. I said, you, you guys want to stick around for the show? It's a three and a half hours of overtime, because that was what it was for them. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, shit, we'll take it. One show, three and a half hours of pay. Okay. And I went to back to the PM group, and I said. You guys are free to go at your regular out time. They flipped out. They start calling the managers and all this. And the general manager calls me. He says, why did you do this? And I said, here's the deal. They wanted to negotiate their overtime. It's not negotiable. I go, they either accept it or they don't. I said, so I went to the AM crew. I I figured two hours extra or whatever of overtime is worth it to not set the precedent that we negotiate at the end of the day. Because then all of a sudden we're going to be doing it every show. And he's like. That was smart. I back your decision. Nice. So well, I got your blood blo- blood boiling. Am I boiling? Thinking of theater stuff, there was a post, and I don't know if it was Hillary Clinton related or something to do with theater that you can even talk about that you put up a few days ago. Oh, that was just dealing with somebody who who opens their mouth and 
<laughs> they they say things, and it's so ridiculous, and you you got to stop and go. Wait, are you are you, really are you trying to cover, or do you on are you honestly that oblivious to what's going on in life? Do you think most people just are that oblivious? I, I don't know. I think I, think person, I take that. Stance. This person specifically repeatedly says shit that makes me look at them like what? <laughs> you tell me later who it is, right? Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> All right, man. Well, besides the Odd Couple, uh, Rocky Horror Show, you're directing that. No, no, no. I don't right. direct music. I'm producing it. Oh, you're producing it. Well, they they uh, just had the auditions for it. Yeah. All right. It's been Any, cast. Uh, anybody I we know? Um, that's cast. Um, Jonah and Tight Leather. No, no, no Jonah and Tight Leather. Oh, um, it's a pretty young cast, and by young I mean like early twenties, you know, late teens. Oh, there's gonna be a lot of um, sex behind the scenes then. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of anybody you know that auditioned and got cast. Um, I've always liked that show. I didn't realize there was a sequel to it. Oh, I didn't either. I had no idea. I looked it's it a up. good show. Yeah. It's really fun to watch because we've been looking at videos of it on YouTube to get ideas for set. Yeah, I've never seen. I've never seen it on and set. There's so many. Like the, the, it's really fun. It's a fun, fun show. Like the time warp is. So, it's like you think, oh yeah, I know the time, but it's a fun song. Like they, to, especially to see like a cast dancing it. How you do I? Sorry, I couldn't. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think if I if I I know there's people in it that I know, but I'm trying to remember who the hell's in it. So I if, if you know, I don't think you know anybody in it. Well, I'm gonna go see all you. And then shit, in the fall, man. I'm directing of Mice and Men. Would you ever consider directing? Um, all right, well, let's this completely off kilter. I don't mean we can edit this whole thing, but um, there's a you know who Bob Kane is. He's the guy that created Batman. All right. I know now. Yeah, he's he's basically got his name <laughs> tapped on to everything Batman related for the last okay. 75 plus years. All right. So he must be Bane, Bob Kane. <laughs> I never even put those two together. Yep. Um anyway, uh industry insiders for this uh this guy basically says Bob Kane was an industry hack. And the actual guy that created Batman, the Joker, the Batmobile, Robin, Commissioner Gordon was this guy named Bill Finger, a very mild mannered guy, didn't talk a lot. But behind the scenes, created all these things. Bob Kane's like, yeah, that's great. Put his name on it and fucking put it in the comic books. Okay. so there's a show going around called uh, Co-Creator, and it's a it's a whole stage production. Okay, and I was uh, reading it, and it's basically the story about how this one guy gets fucking screwed out of uh, Batman, and his whole family never gets any residuals from her. Okay, it's like a play. That. It's a play. Okay, so, and I was I was going to contact the guys for the script because I really want to read it, but I you know I know the synopsis. Well, who's for it. who's uh, pr- pr- uh, his publishing family, it? Bill Finger's family. They're publishing pretty, it themselves. I think, I think so. Yeah. So well, look it up. I yeah, mean, if it's worth reading. Get a copy and. I would consider. I mean, that's what I do. I I get ideas for scripts, or I talk to people, and we pass them around, and then I get something. It's got to grab me. I think like it's, it's such really, an interesting story. It sounds interesting, yeah. but you, it, to direct something, to get into, want to break down every. Like, if you're acting, you can like a character. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to like the story, really. But if you like the character, I, it could be um, super small budget. Directing, it could be big budget. I want to see it. So. Directing, you gotta you gotta like the character. You have to like. All the characters, you have to like the story, you have to like the writing. So it's really hard to find something, and that's why I picked Of Mice and Men, because it fuck it makes me cry every time I read it. Oh, uh, you got real pretty hair. Luke. Huh? You got real pretty hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, God damn, is that a powerful freaking story. 
I uh, I did the uh, the cover art for that show a couple times too. So if you need an artist for our mice and men, yes, I have. You so. can draw me a rabbit, uh, <laughs> a mashed up rabbit. Man, uh, let's let's delve in. We we talked about uh, some topics last week, yeah. two weeks, whatever ago. Um, I got berated by a Marxist online. Yeah, you and Barback Bill got into it, which was you know kind of actually it's what I hope. Sometimes I like seeing discussion like that. It means people are talking about the show, which, you know, creates a response. If we say, ah, you know, Hitler had a lot of good ideas and nobody's response. To it, it's kind of like, all right, give well, it a try. Go ahead and say it. We'll see if anybody responds. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you yeah, you guys got into it and I thought you both had a very good conversation. If, oh, yeah, I mean, it was interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, he was just trying to give me I. Part of the reason I I. You know, I don't really care what his his belief system is, where it lies. I just, I, it was, he was sort of giving me the, trust me, my way would work type thing. And I'm like, <laughs> well, history shows it doesn't. Well, trust me, my way would work if you do it this way. And I'm like, so you have no precedent. You would admit you know nothing about economics, yet you're saying, trust me, my way would work. And then he's like, well, I just wanted to tell you you were wrong about the definition of socialism. I'm like, I didn't give you the definition of socialism. I just said it was part of socialism. I, you know, I, I, th- he he's uh he's wanted to be on uh Dosh Drunks the the show that me and Jonah do and uh I I think down the line Bill if uh you get your ducks in a row I'm I'm sure you'll have to prep Luke won't have to prep <laughs> Yeah I don't prep We'll get you on the show and uh we'll, everything we'll... everything and I actually told somebody last night I said you know I said Nick will come prepped he'll cuz Nick comes well, This is the only prepped I, I know but you article. read this stuff you'll go there's yeah. this article and then you'll tell me and I'll be like well no I think this No no you're wrong <laughs> I never said you're Do I have wrong. to go to my phone? I will disagree with yeah, you. Yeah, and I'm like, well, fuck, I didn't even know what we were going to talk about. Well, let's talk about old shit real quick. Uh, Donald Sterling was in the news. Okay. Uh, you know, the, the broad, whatever her name is. No, he did not die. But the chick who never slept with him and recorded all of his shit. She stroked his wrinkly yeah. cock. You know it. <laughs> well, uh, Donald Sterling's wife uh, sued her. And she got back all the presents that Donald Sterling gave her just Fuck because yeah. she was a great friend. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I think like five hundred grand worth of shit. That's awesome. Worth of shit. Fuck like, her. You know. So <sighs> And Donald Sterling's like, hell yeah, it's coming back into the roost. <laughs> okay. I gave her shit, got laid, and we get it back. You know he fucked her. It's like, oh, Come you on. know he did. You know he fucked her. You know, you know how much money he had? We were just friends. She was not going to be around if she wasn't fucking, you know, <laughs> shoving a pinky in his ass or something. Give me a break. It's what gets him where he needs to be. Fuck yeah. We talked about Indiana, religious laws. Yeah. And since that point, it's become a non-story. It's not anywhere in the front pages anymore. No, I still see it. They, they, People still make they their, change their, their the little jokes the about everyone in Indiana's this or that. To or... be more specific, they change the text in the law. Yeah. That's already been done. Like, no, this is not meant to be used against any kind of you know, religious background, which... I believe I said I'm like they're planning on changing the words because a lot of people are pissed about it. Just to yeah. be more specific, I, they, I'm yeah, glad they I did agree. it. I'm glad they did it. So it's great. But the best story, and I texted you this that came out of this whole fucking thing, wasn't the uh, protest or anything like that. It came from a small pizza joint mm-hmm. called Memories Pizza mm-hmm. in Indiana. Right. This this blew my mind and how. Uh, stupid the story is altogether. Yeah. All right. So for those that you don't know, there's a small pizza place in Indiana called Memories Pizza. 
It's owned by a father and a daughter, mm-hmm. co-owners of the place. They decide to go out and say, it's our religious freedom not to cater any gay weddings. The story I, was not – they didn't go out and say that. They would refuse There was service, a right? guy going around okay. asking, would you serve gay people? Would you serve your food oh, at like a gay a, wedding? Oh, it was like a – uh, whatchamacallit, a, uh, a guy doing, like, a survey? He, he, like, going around to different businesses okay. and asking. So he went to them, and they he, he asked them first, do you serve gay people? Okay. And she said, sure. I don't really know if they're – what the fuck is that smell? Holy God in heaven. Not me. Um, <laughs> yes, would you serve gay people? All right. And they said, yeah, we. I'm sure we do all and the time. They even said that in the interview. They yeah, they, they were like, yeah, yeah, we do that all the time. Then he said, would you cater a gay wedding? And the girl's response was – I we've never done that. I don't know. I don't know if we could handle that many pizzas. No, I don't think so. Or something to that effect. Basically, it was we've never done that. But it, her response was, you know, are you? Would you do it? And her her response where she said no. Like if you read the whole transcript, yeah, it was more towards that seems like more than we could handle. Um. See, no, but okay. and then they ahead, went on to ask her. You know, do you believe in gay marriage and all? And they and she said, "No, I'm a Christian. I don't believe in gay marriage." So they took it, spliced it up. All right, I have to double check that. I'll, I'll confirm because I didn't read that week. at first, but then I saw a couple like independent articles where they yeah. said this is act- the whole interview thing, like the original thing, yeah. which led to, and then this guy pounced on it. So the, all I it's saw was like a video. The so you're Zimmerman. saying what I've seen has been edited? That's what I understand it to okay. be because I've seen more. All right. Um, but it, it reminded me of the whole Z- uh, George Zimmerman thing when he was on the 911 call and NBC cut out when they asked what color is the guy. Yeah. They, and they, he said he's black. And they cut out the what color is the guy. So it just sounded like Zimmerman was offering up that he's black. So he seemed more racist. I, and I was like, God damn, you guys are fucking bastards. That's so they, evil. They're poking society. They want the story. You know, that makes a better, better story. But regardless of yeah, the however, edit job, regardless of the edit job, right. this is where the story takes a really unique twist one they they asked the dad and this is what kind of caught my attention he goes well heterosexuality is a choice and homosexuality is a choice so i choose to be a heterosexual and i was just kind of surprised at that mentality usually people that are um under the mindset that homosexuality is a choice Mm -hmm. don't necessarily believe that heterosexuality is a choice they're like no that's the way it is it's like when did you? I've never to be heard straight? anybody say that, but I don't think I've it, I've, heard the, the, it, that's that's in the video. I've I know, seen, but I mean, I've never heard someone before him say it. It's like I don't. They, yeah, I've never heard the. But I don't. Say, under, I mean, it doesn't really. If you think homosexuality is a choice, then I guess you assume that everything is a choice. It's got to be. Um, and that's fine. I don't really care. I mean, so these people get harassed. Yeah. Online. Somebody makes a fake memories pizza website, which is gold. Like it's fantastic. It's with fake, you know. Uh, free pizza for all your gay friends and all the shit like that. And just, it's funny. It's not too crude, but there were some people that took it over the top on their Facebook page. Of course, like posting just naked pictures of gay guys and stuff like that. Sure. Okay. So they shut down Luke. Somebody started a GoFundMe page. How much money do you think they made? $820,000 ended up being eight ninety one. There you go. Okay. So, they make eight hundred ninety thousand yeah. dollars off of this. I mean, I, this little small story. Yeah, more money than they'll ever see in the lifetime of that pizza joint. That's not true. 
I, I, you gotta think. It's small town pizza place. It doesn't matter. A carry out. Okay, how many years do you think they'd have to work for that much? I don't profit? know what their volume is, but I know what I made when I was just a small carryout, and that was about two years worth of sales. Two years of profit? Two years of sales. Okay, two years of sales. That's what I'm saying. Eight hundred ninety grand. This is pure money going to them. Yeah, profit. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll have to pay taxes. I don't know how going. Oh yeah, they probably have to pay taxes. But I'm just saying, like eight hundred ninety grand in profit. That's... They're not. They're not a non-for-profit organization, so they would pay taxes on it. They disappear. Now they're out of the news completely. Yeah. And there was an article about, like, nobody knows where they are or anything like that. So there's no, been no follow-up. Nobody can... Really they're probably laying it. low because people were putting fucking dick pics on their fucking pictures or on their Facebook page. Do you think this is a scam? Do you think this whole thing was orchestrated no. to get them money? No. No? Not no. like the KFC hoax or anything? like. I think no, this, this I smells don't. of so much bullshit of no. people trying to get some money no, and a because GoFundMe then there was page. a GoFundMe for some lesbian and gay thing and they were like haha because they raised like 100 grand and i it wasn't even the it wasn't even the the memories people that did the thing mm. yeah it was some random guy yeah. but i mean some random guy no i think they probably said you know what it ain't, we we got we got our retirement money this ain't fucking worth it or maybe they're going to shut down and open a year from now when the when All the right. heat's died off i don't know i mean i think I don't, it, it I reeks don't, man it I, reeks. I do not so maybe even it the editing- really bothers me that these people are not allowed to think the way they want to think. I don't think that's the case. I think it is because they took a fucking they took a beating from people. They the same people. How much a beating? And did I they don't really have take? to. I don't Facebook page. They would if they didn't get it. their if they didn't get their GoFundMe. They probably would have had to shut down because all the harassment. Well, they shut down before. But when, here's yeah. my point: if the people that preach. Tolerance. All right. Are the same people that beat up people that don't agree with them. I don't disagree, but you're getting a lot of those internet trolls. There's a lot of people out there who are like, well, they can believe what they're sure. believe they're wrong. But I have friends but- that beat these people up. And I, you know, my old thought was I've always said this from the beginning. I own a business. My political, religious, sexual orientation beliefs are the same as yours. No okay. matter who they, who you are and what you are. If you're spending money, I agree. Okay. That's the way I run my business. If these people want to run their business differently and people choose not to go there, that's fine. But they're not they're not evil. They're just think differently. All right. As far as I'm concerned, if this is an edited story, then it sways my point of view completely. But if this is volunteered information look for it. Look where for they it. came forward and said, Yeah, we're not gonna cater any gay weddings. Like who the fuck gets pizza for a wedding? Uh like the entire wedding catered by pizza. I don't think it's happened in It my- is Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, if if it, if it's edited then and it's just two people that were just getting surveyed and somebody ran with it and mm. blew it up. I'm I'm Look leaning toward way. your side. What's if it's two people that are just like I won't cater a gay wedding and then all the cameras turn to them, like, "Oh, look at these bigots in Indiana." It sounds like a scam to me. They wanted the public attention for their shitty little pizza place and now they got 800 and whatever thousand dollars. Right. It sounds like a fucking scam. Let me ask you this. Or let me tell you, I you've seen the size of my operation. Yeah. I have catered two weddings. Okay? Oh yeah, you you have a nice place. It is place. a No, not in my place for outside like at Okay. The, it is a monumentally huge task. It yeah. is huge. So for someone to say cater a wedding, any wedding. You know, I mean, yeah. a small operation when I was a carryout 
No, I would have been like, fuck no, I can't cater a wedding. I think it was more of the, they volunteered, like, if a gay guy ever came here, I wouldn't <laughs> cater his wedding if he asked me to do it. Like, who asked you to cater a wedding? And how many gay people do you have come in and ask for that shit to happen? I'd look so, up, yeah. look, look deeper into it. I, will look I honestly have it. not read anything, like, even tried to read anything for about three weeks. So. <laughs> yeah, you're avoiding everything. I just say that it doesn't interest me. And anymore. how many shows have name dropped you in the last couple of weeks? I mean. Me? Yes, the Disease Network is all about the Luke Pascal, man. But we all assume that you'll never hear the show, so we can say whatever we want. That's so, fine. Luke's on the prowl. <laughs> Fill me in. What, what did they say? Uh, we had a special um, uh, thank you. Not a fuck you, but a thank you from Adam at uh, Um That Just Happened. Okay. Uh, he just feels that your comic knowledge is superior to his. And um, he also says uh, the Cubs are a world-class organization. That's, uh, I believe that's what he said. I think they're getting there. Yeah. I, I think the Cardinals are a world-class organization. The Cubs are getting there. <laughs> he didn't say any of those things, but okay. hey. Um, right. My comic knowledge? Oh, like comic books? Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm all over that. Yeah. I've seen them. I've seen comics book, <laughs> comic books on shelves. Uh, yeah, in case you guys hadn't realized by now, we did a great little April Fool's Day switcheroo. Um, and the guys at uh, um, That Just Happened actually added a the dance break segment in their last couple episodes. I, for one, say keep the dance break segment quality. The Taylor Swift dance <clears throat> break? Oh, no. They did a little Jay-Z this last time. And I was actually oh, don't act like you're hip. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. You guys. I you like guys, them see if, you can, see if you can get an interview with Kelly Clarkson. All right. So let's, let's switch. Uh, well, let's stay with the same topic, but just a different route. Okay. All right. This guy. Uh, I want to get you the name. I got it all right here. Ooh, ISIS news. Nobody wants that. All right. This guy, uh, Jimbo Bogus. He's racist. (laughs) (laughs) Do you even know the story yet? Nope. (laughs) His name is Jimbo. He's racist. I want to show you a picture of Jimbo. He's got a big sign right there. It says forced out of business. Let me let me let me let me reiterate. Okay. He's racist. All right. Now what's the story? Jimbo put (laughs) (laughs) He's in um Flemington, New Jersey. And this kind of correlates with the whole like it's amazing how some shit goes viral, like Memories Pizza, Mm -hmm. and they managed to get eight hundred and ninety thousand dollars. And here's the other side of the coin. Okay. All right. Jimbo decided he was very proud of his white heritage, which, as far as I'm concerned, you can be very proud of your nationality, you know, celebrate whatever you want to celebrate. Okay. He put up a sign the beginning of March in his place that said, and it's a sandwich shop, Mm -hmm. uh, celebrate white history month. Be proud of your white heritage. Very small, like eight by 11 sign that he has taped in his way. Okay. Uh, apparently the sign went unnoticed for like a couple weeks because, okay. you know, Jimbo doesn't do too well. Uh, and some, uh, woman saw it and she was a mixed race. She goes, I think that's very offensive. Like, what do you mean white history month? And he's like, well, I'm just proud of my white heritage. And she goes, this place is bullshit. And she didn't want it anymore. And she okay. left the joint, obviously told people about it, mm-hmm. spreads uh, a little bit out. And people are like, well, fuck this guy's place. And they stopped going. 
So he put up the big old thing going out of business. Nobody's coming to my sandwich shop anymore because people think I'm a racist. And I'm just trying to say I'm proud of my race. Mm -hmm. So Jimbo hoping that he could get the turnaround of uh, GoFundMe, basically put Mm -hmm. up a page going out of business. People are misunderstanding me and my position. Mm -hmm. Jimbo's only raised $400 so far in the course of a month. So 890 grand. $400. $400. Mm. Where did Jimbo go wrong, Luke? Well, why are, why are people supporting well, him? Well, first off, he needs to drop the bow from his first name. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was one of the funniest goddamn thing. He's racist. <laughs> uh, Where did he go wrong? Here's the problem. Yeah. Putting up a sign saying or saying you're proud of your white heritage does not make you a racist. I, okay? I, I agree with you. Um, but what... Here's what the issue is, is you don't see that except from like Nazis and racists. You, you get the because mystique, it just, right? It falls into something that they say a lot. OK, am I proud of my heritage? Fuck yeah. I, I talk about being Italian all the time and I want to go to my hometown and I look up pictures online of my hometown. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud of my heritage. But if you shout white power out the window. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to know your audience. You've and taken here's, it too far. Here's the issue. OK. Jimbo is putting his belief system into his business, and that's where people get crossed up. I don't care the belief system of someone that I I spend money where I want to spend money. For sure. I don't care what it goes to or who they are or what they believe, whether they agree or disagree with me. It just doesn't make sense to me. I want whatever product I want. So that was his first mistake, putting his belief system in there. All right. Um. I have completely lost my train of thought. No, I mean, I, I, I see where you're going with um, it. But I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how a place like Memories Pizza gets close to a million bucks for supporters. And they're like, they're just well, expressing thing, I, their beliefs. I heard of Memories. I didn't hear of Jimbo before. Okay, this, yeah. So. It's, it, the story didn't get blown out of proportion. But now that it's on some of the major blogger sites, you would think that he would get more money at this point. Actually, let's let's see. We have his GoFundMe page right here. He's asking for money. Let's see what Jimbo's up to. Maybe it's changed since this article has gone widespread. Look at this. I was wrong. Jimbo's up to $1,355. Good for you, Jimbo. Um, There's his sign. He's got to keep keep your belief. It's it's written in, like, dry erase marker. (laughs) You got to keep your belief system out of your your business. And, my God, dogs. (laughs) Either I broke a sewage line or you guys are just farting up a storm. Uh, They're your boys, man. They're your boys. Oh, I don't know. Um, I, you know, I, maybe it was Jimbo trying because maybe his business was failing and he was just trying to stir something up to that's, get some publicity. That's kind of what I'm feeling um, too. So I don't know. I, I. You want to donate? No, I don't want to. I only to donate Jimbo? to charities. I, you know, I had a, somebody that asked me to donate to their so they could start their business up I to actually, a GoFundMe, and I went. I kind of went, oh, okay, and I ignored it. Then they asked me again, like they were like harassing me, and I'm like. You know, when I started my business, there wasn't a fucking GoFundMe to fucking give me money. A Kickstarter. I'm like, give me a fucking break. I had to find my own money. I think one of the funniest things that I saw on this GoFundMe page uh, was that his first donator was $25 from a black woman named uh, Shauna. So. Well, that's good. I mean, Shauna, <laughs> Shauna obviously understands that people have a right to have a belief system that's different. And whether Jimbo's right or and, wrong and or whatever. And now she's $25 poor. 
Well, whatever works for you. I don't... cannot stand these GoFundMe things. Yeah, it's getting it's getting pretty pathetic. Uh, Kick, well, uh, Kickstarter <laughs> I don't mind so much because you get something back. Like hopefully the artist is coming through. Like I'm actually hopefully going to make my uh, my book and I'm giving it away for free as a PDF file. If you want a hard copy of it though, to get it published, I'm going to need a Kickstarter page. So yeah, here's a free digital copy if you like it. Buy a hard copy. I think it. I have a publisher in line for my pizza book already, and I haven't even written it. Ooh. So <coughs> we'll go halvesies on it. All right. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's, it just seems to me like both of these scenarios were people trying to get money. It really does, and Jimbo just failed at it. So I don't think memories was. I think it just kind of fell into their laps, and they went, fuck this. I mean, if someone handed me nine hundred grand, i I'd retire too. <sighs> So awesome, doesn't it? Well, what controversy can we start on the show that can go viral? Uh, Hillary has herpes given to her true, though. by Condi Rice. Print it. Go with it. Also true. <laughs> so we got a little, like, you know, jungle fever going on. We got herpes, sexual yeah. STDs. Yeah. We got a presidential candidate, uh, GOP and Democrat. Oh, man. Started here. We said it first. Yep. <laughs> we got more bullshit right now. Would it be awesome if it was true? Like that. That'd like be that, amazing. That I would... South Park episode when they oh, were dog. when when Stan created the rumor because he dropped a duke in the urinal. <laughs> Hillary took a shit in the urinal. That would be in every outlet ever. I'd vote for it just for that. Um, here we go. So we we had some entertainment news, Luke. We did? New Star Wars trailer dropped. Ah, think that of was it? nice. It's fucking just refreshing, wasn't it? It's good to see Han Solo and Chewie again. But again, you could follow everything going on in the trailer. It was very, very... I Maybe it's just the director or something like that, but... Okay. Not busy. Oh, the, the fucking Millennium Falcon getting chased. I yeah. can see everything that's going on, right. you know? Oh, there's exposition. They're going to introduce some new person with Jedi powers, and Carrie Fisher might have a lightsaber or something. <laughs> this is what's fucked me up. Um, I'm sitting there with my daughter. The black guy that was a stormtrooper. Oh, that, oh that's terrible. Race. Oh, that's, that's racist. so racist. Why does the black guy? Was I think someone bag? said that. I think that I actually heard that, and I forgot about it until I saw the trailer, and I went, yep, somebody actually said, why do you have? Why is the black guy got to be the stormtrooper? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to end up being a hero by the end, so you know they're going to flip it on you. Still they're going to flip it. Here's what, here's what uh, she noticed. That I didn't notice. They take the speech from Return of the Jedi. He's like, the Force is strong in my family. My father have it. I have it. My sister has it, you know. So when he says my sister has it, somebody's handing a lightsaber to another person, and you just see her hand. It mm-hmm. looks like a woman, hand, very feminine looking. She turns to me. She goes, Princess Leia's going to have a lightsaber? And I just look at her. I'm like, you just associated Princess Leia with a static shot of somebody getting a lightsaber. You don't see a face. Mm-hmm. He never specifies that it's Princess Leia or anything like that. Five years old. I have created a fucking nerd. I'm proud of that. Hopefully, I'll keep her away from fucking drugs and everything. Okay. You're giving me this evil stare right now. I'm not giving you an evil stare. Come on. I hope you just edit that very boring speech you just gave. <laughs> I like my speeches. I was proud. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's good that she can associate that. Well, I mean, she she wants to see Star Wars with me, and I've never. Did like, you tell her no? I've been Did you so say, excited. Uncle Luke to see and a Dad are going to get shit hammered and go see it. Like, I want to see comic book movie. I want to see Avengers. I saw the Ant Man trade with Paul Rudd, and I was like, "This looks fucking sweet." 
Everything looks sweet. I'm a happy time for movies. I, I do like the Iron Jurassic Man movies. Park. Which one? I like the Iron Man movies and the Avengers was cool. Are you going to try and join us for the, the movie? And Which probably one? possible discussion. The Avengers? Yeah. Sure. Awesome. All right. We'll plan that shit. Uh, and the other trailer, the Superman vs. Batman trailer. Did you see that one? No, I didn't see that one. <clears throat> Very gritty. And I think that's the thing, man. Comic books are supposed to be fun, and this one was dark. And I like gritty. It's a little too gritty. It was like even grittier than the fucking Nolan Batman movies, where it's just like. If you want to see a really cool trailer, look up um, Grayson on YouTube. It was created by uh, for the Universal Studios Film Festival by the employees. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend Colin won the comedy portion, and the stunt guys from. They created it. It's called Grayson. It looks like it's a real movie. What's it based on? It's based on uh, Dick Grayson. Okay, so I was like, uh, it is Robin. After, right? and he's, they're fighting against uh, Superman against Batman. This was, this was made probably a decade ago. And it's on YouTube? It's on YouTube. Look that shit up, everybody. Um, Grayson. And it's awesome looking. Like, I would go see this movie, but it's about Robin after Batman dies and oh. dealing with dealing with Superman and all this stuff and... I don't know the whole story and why Superman and Batman would go against each other and all this shit, but it. I'm like, I'm watching this and I'm like, I would go see this. This is an awesome. And this was made probably for, you know, a thousand dollars by a bunch of stunt guys, like guys hey, I if know. You can pull the stunts off. That's what really matters. And that's the shit. You know, these guys that love the the material. These are the guys that are making the movies nowadays. So ten years ago, maybe one of those guys is now in charge because all the shit that was fucking. Uh, made fun of a lot when we were kids, like teenagers, at least in my respect, are now the billion-dollar big-budget movie. And we, uh, me and Jonah were talking about it, and it's just, like, how does that happen? You know, it's just got to be our nerd culture finally got inside the Hollywood system or something like that. Yeah. Like, all the movies, like, there's, like, 12 comic book movies coming out. And we talked about this earlier. Some At some point... It has nothing to do with the nerd. I was never into the nerd culture, but if I had the opportunity to make those movies, I would, because they oh, sell. Oh, it's the money, dude. It's money. Anyway, um, <clears throat> we had a, a follow-up discussion from our friends over at Something Gate, and on that just happened, mm-hmm. and they wanted your opinion on some stuff. Okay. I don't even know how the conversation came up, but I think it started with Rodney and Adam. They were talking about fucking Tom Cruise. And they they, they get into big spiels about celebrities and acting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's a field that I think you embrace a lot. So your opinion is always welcome. Uh, what are your thoughts on Tom Cruise as an actor? He's average. He's average. A lot of those guys he's are an basically action, He's saying, an action star. I think he has the ability to get into a role, but I think he falls back on his... You know, here's my my million dollar smile, and you know, Jared and Steve were talking cool about him too, and and he's got some good roles under his belt, and sure. I would I would definitely watch some of his movies. Uh, I think the biggest problem with that, and this is here's goes back to the you're going to get a disease spin where these guys don't take it to, is I have a really hard time separating uh, an actor from the batshit crazy outside life. And and Jared Jared brought it up. He's like, you know, Tom Cruise with his whole Scientology thing. He goes, if you you know, take that aside, he's a really good actor and you know, he's done this and this and this. And it's once I see somebody kind of go in that fanatical side and be a little bit insane, I have a real hard time pulling my brain back to the acting side of things. I just see them as that 
crazy person jumping on Oprah's couch. And maybe it's just hard right, for well, me to separate I think it. the dude's batshit crazy, no doubt. Um, but is it, you know, there's a lot of crazy people in Hollywood that... Well, yeah, it was just where, like, uh, another is person... Is it something just because you don't, you don't agree with it? I mean, I watched that HBO thing, Going Clear. You did watch it, in, yeah. Very, I, I know all about Very interesting, yeah, yeah, I know. About, but just to see more of... I know their history and what they believe, but mm. to see the people talk about the beatings and the shit that happened and David them being Miscavige isolated... Is a fucking scumbag. Evil dude. Um, and Tom Cruise fully supports that. So I honestly, deep in my heart, believe that Tom Cruise is going to die one day and meet God, and he's going to go... Oh no! You fucking supported a really fucking evil thing. <laughs> See, that's my point. But again, this comes, this falls back to what I'm willing to, where I'm willing to spend my money. Okay. I want good food. I want to be entertained. Okay. If Tom Cruise makes a good movie, then I'll go fucking see it. All right. Um, if, if I don't care what is, you know, I there's people, there's all kinds of Shirley MacLaine, great actor. She believes that she fucking had out of body experience and floated around the earth like a weirdo. See, is that one I could accept a little bit more than Tom Cruise. Like I, I was just thinking I, of they, some they, other. There's ones. a lot of strange shit out there. Mel dude. Gibson after he went on his like anti-Semitic tirades. I think he's a fantastic actor. He makes, I think he great, makes movies. great movies. I go see, and I just like. Eh. I don't want to see Mel Gibson anymore. Oh, see, I don't give a fuck. And uh, Alec Baldwin, he went on that big fucking rant, and he's just a fucking creepy dude. Don't, I don't fucking wanna, care. I don't want to see Alec Baldwin anymore. Well, that you got to quit associate. You lose. You lose a lot of your fucking good entertainment. Yeah. I mean, you two kids. You, I don't care what they believe. All right. I don't care. I don't. I don't want. As a matter of fact, I don't want to hear your belief system. I just want that's you what, to I make good shit. I think I don't want to hear it. When they are on the I don't. That's why it pisses me off when actors think their opinion matters more. That's why I hate Oprah. Her opinion does not matter to me. It does not matter to me. I think she's a goddamn idiot for some of the shit she believes. But if Oprah did something good, maybe. I think it's great she gives away those those things to people in her audience, and that's wonderful, and that's nice. She gives, gives money to charity and whatever. That's cool. Well, yeah, but I, I don't – if you do something entertaining, I will watch it. If you if you make good food, I will watch it. I don't care. No, no. I can't. I see. I. I think the only. I think I would Kanye stop West short is another of, one. I actually listened to his old music, and he became such a fucking enormous toolbox that his his. I can't listen to his fucking music anymore. It's. I think people approach it different ways. You you approach it that way. Yeah. I don't care. Jonah listens to Macklemore because of the message. <laughs> and you threw a throw one in there just for the fuck of it. Fuck yeah. Sooner or later. But um, <clears throat> greatest actor of our generation. Kevin Spacey. He's going to be Kevin Spacey. Spacey excluded. How about that? Go another route. Somebody said, I'll, I'll, I'll start. In, uh, I may throw out a bunch of names and then have to kind of like weed them down. Jared uh, Jared said Leo DiCaprio. And I he's was, good. I fucking I love Leonardo DiCaprio. I think Christian Bale's better. I, I, the thing about Leonardo DiCaprio is it seems to me he's not Leonardo DiCaprio in every movie. He is always sure. searching for a different character. Same and as I Christian fucking Bale. love that. Same so. as Christian Bale. Um, I think, uh, I, you know, I'll tell you who I like is, uh, Tom Hardy a lot. He'll never be considered one of the greats. Yeah, he's good. He's really fucking good. He's really good. He started on a British stage and that is, that's where you learn to act on a stage. Well, somebody brought up, um, uh, Morgan Freeman on, on that just happened. Eh. I was thinking like it, somebody mentioned, he's like, it's the same fucking character in every, in yeah, every the wise movie. black man. <laughs> he played God. I like that Sprinkle Titties poster. Did you ever see that? I think so. Now you're listening to this in the sound of my voice, and you're hearing everything Morgan Freeman would say. Sprinkle Titties. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I think I think Leonardo's a good actor. I think that <laughs> I really like um, 
and I'd have to go back. I mean, we, I, I had discussed this with somebody, and I was throwing names out, and we were just kind of... Um, obviously, I think Spacey's the greatest. I think the dude is hands down above and beyond what most people can do in front of a camera or on a stage. And now video games. And now video games. Now video games. Um, but I, th- I, th- I think Christian Bale, I think Christian Bale is probably better than DiCaprio. Um, but it, you, you're splicing hairs, you know, that's just a yeah. matter of opinion. And, um, I don't know. Uh, is it throw Tom some more. No, I mean, no. he's good. He's likable. Tom Hanks is likable. I don't, I don't consider him the consummate actor. I just think he's likable. He's a good actor. Yeah. Um, I think Denzel Washington's a really good actor. Um, is it, is it? Even bad for me to say, Denzel Washington is better in roles where he plays a creep than a good guy, in my opinion. Like, in Flight and Training Day, I think he's a fantastic actor. And then I look at his other roles where he plays, like, either the hero or the straight man. I'm like, yeah. I think the sign of a good actor is if somebody is truly dark or... uh, Flawed. Flawed. Yeah. And you can still like them. Not like, oh, that guy's evil and he says cool shit. I'm talking about really sort of almost identify with the character on some level. That is a good actor. I had someone arguing with me how much they hated Spacey in American Beauty. He's a child molester. I'm like, he's not a fucking child molester. That was me saying that. <laughs> no, I had someone else say a woman, a woman saying it. Like, how can you like him? He's a child. And I'm like. He's not a child a, molester. First of all, it's a character. Yeah. Don't yeah. think Kevin Spacey's a child molester because he was in a movie. I'm like it's a it's a completely it's about something right? different. <laughs> but if you can identify with a villain, a flawed character, that is a good performance. It's good writing and it's performed well because that means you're watching this going, yeah, they do this, this and this, but I like them. Yeah. All right. Let's flip it one more time. One of the other topics they brought up. <sighs> Best Quentin Tarantino movie. I don't know if he's one of your favorite directors. He's not. He's not same formula. You think um, so? Yeah. <sighs> same formula. Um I But I, as a director, man, he Well he's pa- got a vision. Pulp fiction's a classic. He's got a vision, but it's the same vision over and over again. And nobody brought up Reservoir Dogs. I, that would my be my favorite. favorite. That would be my favorite. And maybe he Pulp wrote Fiction's that. Am I saying that right? Um yeah, he wrote it. And just the dialogue in that movie. And that's my point is, is you know he reminds me of is Aaron Sorkin. Okay. Uh, right. The same formula. Great, great, great writer. Very entertaining, so. but it, I, I take him out of the great category because it's the same. It's like, you like my play. Yeah. If I regurgitate the same thing over and over again, eventually you kind of go, eh, okay, same thing. <laughs> um, and that's, the, you know, it doesn't, I don't think it makes me a great writer. It's just I can write one thing good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I look at, like, I liked, I enjoy his movies. I thought Kill Bill was fun. I thought Django Unchained was fun. But... There's a point where I, I thought uh, I really liked um, uh, the one about killing Nazis. Uh, the Inglorious Bastards. And that's yeah. the one that I have not seen, so um, I can't, I can't speak on that um, one. But Reservoir But awesome. you run into the same formula. The broken up scenes, the flashbacks, the, 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 the catchy dialogue where, you know, I, Aaron Sorkin, everybody that is his heroes are the smartest people on the planet and never miss a beat in dialogue and every everyone that disagrees is evil. So when we talk about all these things, man, you're talking about formula. Now that you're, you know, kind of in discussions with the bridge and everything like that and hopefully something comes of it, is is there something else inside you that you're trying to get out script-wise? <laughs> I have some ideas. Yeah? Like something swirling around? Because I don't well, know. Well, here's the thing. I write the bug to write. I write... 
I got a huge one right now. Like, <laughs> like a boner? Yeah. No, uh, I, I, uh, I've, I've been plot pointing and writing. Um, I was going to write a kid's book. Okay. The kid's book was going to be, I think, 16 pages long. Nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. I couldn't help myself. I just kept writing and writing on top of writing. Mm-hmm. And now it's not a kid's book anymore. Now it's a graphic novel. Now okay. it's got to have like well, 80 to 100 under, pages. It falls like, under your... Uh... Yeah, it's it's all in my wheelhouse. And it's it's one of those things where once you start writing, it's very hard to, to halt yourself and stop. And you have to make sure you have a good story and everything like that. But I don't know if that bug is hitting you again to... Well, I write, I write better from pain. Really? Yeah. No. Um, and then the comedy comes in the writing. Um, so I don't ever see me sitting down and writing like just a comedy because it just doesn't doesn't flow like that. It doesn't flow like that for me. I write from pain and then I find funny situations in the story. So it's more like a dramedy. I got you. Um, I do have some ideas. Um, whether or not it comes out the right way, I'm um, telling you, man. A lot of these guys, I, I, I sometimes think with my script. You know, with the bridge, and I, I feel like sometimes, like I tripped over it. You know, because <laughs> I don't consider myself. I don't. I'm not sitting here flowing ideas around, and I don't know how other writers work. And maybe I'm, you know, the same as them. Go you see know. this guy, everybody. I'm telling you, Luke's gonna be famous one day. I'm gonna ride those coattails to the very. Fucking I don't end. think I'm gonna be famous. I think I, I do all right. <laughs> I think I'm a. I'm starting to maybe find out that I'm a better actor than I re- originally thought I was, but I still just do it for the enjoyment. And maybe you're just doing it for the enjoyment now, and that's what makes you a better actor. I've always done it for the enjoyment. I never thought I was gonna be a famous actor, mm-hmm. um, but I enjoy it, and I I like working at it, and I worked hard on this role that I'm in now, and really tried to dig in as much as possible and find the little nuances to the character. And that's, I think that's where I, the best, I got the best compliment last night from Jimmy kicks who came to see it, who normally does not come and see it. And he goes, maybe I'm biased. He's like, you know, I thought you were the best one, which of course you're biased and I'm the lead. So it's easy to think, you know, unless well, yeah, you have the most, you have the zingers too. I mean, I got some softball lines that are, you know, it's like, yeah, this is hilarious. Um, but he said, it felt like you weren't acting. And that's the best thing, the best compliment I could get because that tells me that I'm believable. Hey, when people say the show is scripted, I always think that's a compliment. So, yeah, I yeah, do too. Um, so I, you know, I, I don't even know how the hell we got on this, but I think I, think I, I like I like acting and storytelling and shit like that. And so, greatest actor of our generation, Kevin Spacey, Luke Pascal. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I would be. I would be. You want to? I mean, you want to see a good actor? Okay, I think I'm a decent actor. I directed uh, Keith White. In a play, oh, I rolled college, uh, head of the he's department, great. head of the theater department, um, and light light years past me. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Everything that comes out of his mouth feels like it's it's an impulse line that he's saying at that moment. Not play. He's so good. He doesn't feel like he's acting. He feels no. like he's that character. Like, I feel very like believable. I feel like when he he read during uh, auditions, and it was like he he had been off book for. Two months. Makes me want to do a show, but I won't. Um, always have? <laughs> always have. Dr. Luke time? Let me get my diploma. Boop, boop, boop. Dr. Luke is a segment where Nick Prole asks Luke questions. That's Dr. Luke. Yeah. I fucked it up. Dr. Luke is a segment where I ask Luke questions I find on... Ah, ah, fuck. Ah, just keep it. Anyway. Hey, Dr. Luke. Hey, buddy. All right. Um, we got two questions for you today. All right. 
Which, by the way, uh, one of the girls that's in the show has started to listen, and she was very angry. She disagreed with Dr. Luke. Which one? Uh, About anal sex. (laughs) Okay, uh, rebuttal. You can't just disagree with you. What's the rebuttal? I said I'm a fucking doctor. Yeah. No, no, what, like, what, what'd she say? Like, don't do it? Or... Yeah, like, you, you can't expect... And she gave me the old fallback of... I don't think you just said ram it in there. I thought you said you no, were no, being you, I, I, She didn't yeah. like when I said, girls, give it a try. You might like it and all this stuff. And she's like, only if you shove something in your... And I'm like, no, that's not the way it works. Sorry. <laughs> One finger or two. So There's that was it. And I just told her, I said, are you a doctor? <laughs> I am. <laughs> okay. Now, this is a good question. So go ahead. Uh, this is coming from a guy, and he's asking about his buddies. Mm-hmm. All right. Dr. Luke, uh, is there ever a proper time to cock block a buddy? Let's put some thought into this one because I thought it was a very interesting question. It's not just a yes or no. It's really got to be elaborated um, on the situation. Standard fallback answer is bros before hoes. But the cock block, uh, I'm assuming... What he is implying is that this guy, your buddy, is about to get laid. Mm-hmm. And you fuck it up. For and him. should there be any situation where you fuck that up for him? Besides comedy. <laughs> well, comedy, I got you obviously. to smile, which is good. <laughs> um, what I say, the first fallback <clears throat> is bros before hoes. Okay. You back your buddy. Um, yes, there are situations where it should happen. And I will give you two two examples on on when it can be qualified as an acceptable okay. cock block. All right. Number one, your buddy is f- fucked up, and she is a filthy, nasty wildebeest. Okay? Um, I'll give you three situations. Two, your buddy's married. Oh, And is in a situation a either one. drunk or not drunk or whatever he's out of where he's wits. going to get where you need to step in and grab the... Get back to your. She fucking... might be taking advantage of him, which has happened. I've seen it. So, um, on a more, and those are seem obvious to me. Yeah. Um, but another level is, um, if this girl is something special to you, and the person that is going to be with that girl is a doesn't really care, and it's huh. kind of shady. Yeah, I don't know, man. But okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's if your friend knows this too. Okay, and there's a, you don't cock block in the sense of you totally ruin it, but you may take an opportunity to step in and be are like, we, eh. "Are we playing called it rules or something like that?" Or like dibs? Yeah. <laughs> um, See, I don't know because if the girl is going along with it, she might not be worth that guy's time in the first place. So the cock block could go, people hook up, dude. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, that's when that one's shady, and it's kind of like borderline. The so gray it's, it's got to come the into the gray block. area, and you got to go. A gray you know, cock. Mm, is this somebody that I've always had a crush on, and you knew this, and you know, if you maybe were, you both weren't drinking tonight, it wouldn't happen. And I kind of just, you know, <laughs> and it depends on the level of the cock block. Yeah, you know, this person has herpes, and he doesn't. Bad. You don't want to spread that. Oh, um, yeah, that's that's you know, sort of a maybe a stop and go. You know, you know, I like her, dude. Come on. Ah, you know, I didn't put that one in there. So there's a level, but yeah, I mean, the two first ones are are obvious. Okay, um, they're obvious. Now, we- now, um, no. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give you a true story that happened. Uh, this involves me. So, Doctor Luke, this is Nick Pearl asking for advice. Okay, okay. 
Welcome to my office, Nick. Hi. It's nice to... Ooh. <laughs> we have fit and everything. Can I have your insurance card? You sure can. I got a $60 copay. <laughs> Obamacare. Um, <laughs> we have... Uh, Sounds like a interesting fella. Works for me. Uh, might have to edit his name after this, but fuck him. Uh, 22 years old. Okay. Handsome guy. Nice, nice kid. Okay. Uh, he's working with me all last... Saturday, so about eight days ago, he's working with me. It's eleven thirty at night. Okay, uh, the bar is dying down, and the last two people there are these two young girls. Uh, one of them is a friend of the bar, and she brings in her friend, who I had never seen before. Very attractive, blonde, uh, very top heavy, <laughs> mm-hmm. very friendly and bubbly personality. Uh, Twenty-seven years old, so you got the exposition. Throughout the night, her and her friend are drinking about I'd say two and a half bottles of wine. Okay. So they're in they're in they're in, they're in happy land. They're in happy land. They're they're okay. feeling it. She's a lot more controlled. <laughs> she probably drank more than a lot of guys I know, but she's she's got her wits about her. Her friend not so much. Not so much. Okay. She is super happy. But she's taking a shining to Barbeck. The uh, friend? Yes, the okay. friend, the blonde. She's she is just digging. Okay. Right? Digging her, obviously. Okay. Which, Ooh, this girl it? was attractive too. Very much. Okay. Yeah, very much. All right. Uh, the blonde and Luke are hitting on each other, and hitting obviously leads to you know playful poking and touching, and it mm-hmm. leads to hugging, mm-hmm. and it's getting close to close for me. And I'm trying to figure out the drawer and get everything cleaned up and everything like All that. All right. And her vanish off to the side. Mm-hmm. Like God damn it. Mm-hmm. So my barback is making out with this girl. Okay. And making out, your standard word is making out. Making out, like legit. they were actually just kissing. Uh, undershirts and stuff like that. that in making in out? the bar, huh? Uh, no, off to the no, side. No, that's not making out. What's making? You out? always use making out is kissing. Yes, they heavily. Were ki- they were kissing, kissing heavily and touching. Like you've said, food. oh, I walked in on this person making out. Were they having sex? Yeah. Then they weren't making out. They were past. No, they, that. they were not having sex. They were they were just kissing and touching. Okay. So, so I was, always thought that was me. So he was feeling her up. Feeling her up. Okay. She's feeling him up, too. All right. Okay. So I had to put the kibosh on it because they were off to the side. I'm like, hey, man, you know, they. This was in the bar. This is in the bar. So Classy. It, yeah. not, not in front of like anybody. It was off to the side. So it was like uh, down the hall, basically. It's like, <laughs> needs you. So I grabbed the girl. And they're like, we got to go. And I'm like, you got to clean. You know, he's got to do the mopping and the sweeping and clean the fucking toilets and all this other shit. Mm-hmm. So I go in the back room. As they're finishing up their wine and filling up the mop bucket, he looks very, very unhappy, just kind of sad, and he's filling up the bucket. And I'm going, I now control this man's destiny right now in my Mm -hmm. brain. I control his fate. He can get laid tonight Mm -hmm. if I just let him go. He's 22? 22. And this girl was like 27? 27. Okay. This opportunity is right here, right now. And if I'm a dick... If I cock block him, mm. that's not a cock block. It's more of the boss employee relationship. Yeah. Now, I look at him, and he's not—he's not protesting. He's not complaining. He's not asking. He's filling up the mop bucket just like you normally would. I'm like, hey man, you—you want to go? He goes, really? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. He's like, thank you. Did he skip out? Like, <laughs> I was like, hey, wait up. He's coming with you. And she's like, really? All right, all right. Uh, needless to say, uh, seals the deal. Mm-hmm. Good for him. So I've actually asked this question to a lot of people. And I'm asking Dr. Luke, 
I've even asked the owner of the bar. Mm. He owes me something. What does he owe me? Because I had the power over his lunch, his night, a sandwich. <laughs> I think want, I, guy? I think I think it's a little bit bigger than that. He owes no, me I something. I don't. No. 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 Um, Do you want I thought know? you would be on my back in this one. He owes me a little something more. No. No. You did what uh, any guy should do. So I did. I was in the right. You were in the right. A- Andrew, was, Andrew said I would have kept him fucking there and mopped the goddamn floor. So Andrew's got an evil mustache and ties people to railroad <laughs> tracks. Um, no, it, it no because that's what any guy should do. Okay. That's what you do. You give me you, you suck. You good props to you for staying on course. Uh, <laughs> tell him he owes you a fucking subway or something. <laughs> get a sandwich. Five dollar Have a fuck. Um, I got you laid. I want a sandwich. It's what you do. It's it's what you do. It's guy code. You back another guy up like in that situation. Um, it wouldn't have been a cock block if you kept him. Okay, it wouldn't you know, have been maybe, a cock block. Maybe, so you know, and it's a late night and whatnot. And, you know, maybe, maybe, hey, dude, you got to come in tomorrow morning and fucking finish your I, I I cleaned for an extra hour. Did all um, and that's nice right of you to, to, to back it up and all that. And um, But that's standard. Okay. All right. It, it, when it's your job, I'll give you another. I'll give you a universal story. Um, I pulled a kid from one show okay. to go work on another show. Um, and usually we would give them, like, we'd call them star coupons. Okay. And you could use them at, like, the employee grill for food and whatnot. I said to this kid, I said, Chris, I'm going to pull you from, uh, I'm going to pull you from uh, this show and you got to go work on this show. Okay. And he goes, uh, oh, okay. And, you know, he was on the clock and everything. He goes, well, I should think I should get a star coupon. I said, well, first off, I was going to go get you one, but now I'm not going to because you asked for it. Because he asked for it, I right? said, but why would you think that I owe you something for doing your job while you're on the clock? Okay. And okay. he kind of looked at me like, uh. So, it's standard. Well, she looks pretty. I mean, I yeah. can kind of see her from the side. Yeah, it's she a terrible, like she's terrible choking photo, him. yeah. So. Um, oh, that's her pawing at him, so. But she's, I mean, she looks like an attractive, petite, blonde girl, and he looks, yeah. she's got a very... Overly groomed beard, um, <laughs> but yeah, she looked pretty. That good yeah. for him. People tend to flock to the cock. <laughs> flock to the cock. That just came into my head. How about that? No pun intended. There was there was actually a few people that said I would have kept them. So, I, uh, were these people women? Uh, no. The few women that I did ask says that he owes me a lot more than a sandwich. I will say because they don't understand guy code. Too, yeah. So you throw them out. Okay. The guys who said that you should have kept them were the guys that were never in that situation. So you got to look at their their history of getting laid. <laughs> I did the right thing. That situation never happens. You got to do the right thing too. Hmm. I'll tell you a story. Pay it forward. Kevin Spacey man. <clears throat> when <laughs> I got the the restaurant it was just a carry out and I we got into a talk of a scenario one day about like delivery drivers being seduced by a woman. Does that <clears throat> ever happen? And I gave them I told the drivers I said if you go to a delivery mm-hmm. assuming it's not like a 200 dollar order if it's a standard order and the person is going to have sex with you you have the right my permission to give them the food for free i said because i want the story probably about three months later i get a phone call saying this guy's going to get laid does he have the free right he has the permission to give him the i said yeah give him the food well the girl smoked his pole Paid for the food, Luke, I don't know. and tipped him. Hold on, and I said, "Sweet." Hold on. So, so what you're saying is, 
This is going to be a little in the parentheses on the menu. <laughs> no, I just I let them know. I don't that know how corporate's going to like as a prof- <laughs> as a. This was this is also seven years ago or okay, eight years right. ago. This doesn't count. Uh, this well, no, it was eight years ago. I'm like, come yeah. on. But I went. Fuck. When I used to deliver pizzas when I was like 20, mm. I'm like. There were a couple times where this beautiful woman would open the door and I'd be like, wow, this would make a good porn. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so I went, hey, fuck, you know, I'm not going to be a, a, a douche and be like, no, no, no. You walk away and you bring the money back. You know, it's like, fuck, if you can for a beef sandwich, if you can get laid, my God, do it, man. Thank you, Dr. Luke. Is that it for Dr. Luke? That's it for Dr. Luke. All right, let me take my diploma down. All right. We got one thing left to do today. Excuse me. Burping. Uh, Jonah story of the week. Mm. Now, I had to text you about this one because I I kept remembering it, kept forgetting it, kept yeah, remembering yeah, it. Yeah. This, this Jonah story, I actually wrote a story about this story. Okay. All right? It's classic, and, and I, I forgot and I, about it until you brought it up. And I gave it to Jonah, and he was pissed off that I wrote a story about the story. Because he was embarrassed. Oh, he was fucking Because really he didn't listen to Luke. He didn't listen to anybody. All right, so... <laughs> The problem is the details from the story are really cloudy in my brain. So please give me what you remember. I'll I'll try to <laughs> fill in any of the. the I got to give you the background first. Okay. Of how it lit up. Um, this girl. I had a crush on Kristen too. I think a lot, a lot of, people of people did. did. So yeah. Um, and part of it was how she cultivated that crush. She's a sister of someone we went to school with. Yes. Would pay a lot of attention to a guy, and she would like filter through people do we want to air this <laughs> why not it's just truth everything i'm saying is true yeah, she's she's married now so i don't yeah. care she also went through her lesbian phase but that's a whole nother story um <laughs> I don't know. um i gotta edit all this shit no you don't she okay. was she was sleeping with women what do you want <laughs> i just I, I don't think our friends want their stuff put on the air she's that's not our I'm friend i haven't spoken to her in like 25 years okay um uh, she would like pay attention to you, and she was a pretty girl. And you kind of go, "Wow, okay." And she like we were doing a show, and she was paying attention to me and being all sweet. And I'm like, "Wow, she's into me." Okay, cool. She's like, "Let's hang out this week," and you would do the, the phone call, okay. the phone call, like, "Hey, you know, let's talk about anything." And then maybe you'd get a hold of her, and she'd say, "Okay, well, I'll call you back. I'll let you know." And then she would not call back, and she was notorious for setting you up, where you'd be like, "Oh, we have plans Thursday." And then blowing you off. And, like, not even like, hey, I can't go out tonight, sorry. It was more like not answering the phone. I got you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you'd go, well, what the fuck? Well, she did that to about six guys that I can think of. I think I might be one of them, yeah. to be honest with you. I don't remember the whole phone calling so back and forth. So this led to when it was Jonah's turn. All right. <laughs> turn. Okay. So I will lead you into your story. Okay. But Jonah... Sort of got the the come hither from her. All right. And I said to him, do not do this. In some way, shape, or form, you will get ditched or blown off. I said, do not do this. Trust me. Now. Now tell your story. Okay. What what university was it? University of Illinois. University of Illinois, which is how how far away? A couple uh, it's about hours, an hour and 45 hour minutes. An hour and 45 minutes. Okay. So we're all out in Romeoville, Illinois. And to go uh, to University of Illinois, it's a little bit of a travel. From Romeoville, it's probably a good two hours. Yeah, Jonah, Easy. Made, Jonah made plans with this individual uh, to go see her. 
and he was very excited about it. Of course. And I remember talking to him like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. You know, he's like, yeah, you know, it's going to be fun. We'll basically spend the night there mm-hmm. because, you know, you're traveling. It'll be a good time. Mm-hmm. He was really excited because he thought maybe one thing would lead to another or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. He gets there and old Luke's advice was not heeded. He gets there. He calls. He calls. I believe he was waiting outside the dorm he room. He was parked outside her dorm. Parked outside the dorm room. And it was cold out, from yeah. what I recall. It was I like so. it was a like a thirty degree night or something yeah. like that. Really, really chilly. No answer. No response. Mm-hmm. No answer. No response. He keeps trying and trying and trying. Mm-hmm. Well, Jonah, not one to give up, continues to wait mm-hmm. and wait mm-hmm. and wait. Mm-hmm. And eventually just decides to fall asleep in his car. Yep. So <laughs> he doesn't want to admit this to anybody that he decided to just wait the entire night and then, you know, talk to her the next day and everything like that. But I don't believe he actually ever met up with her the entire time he was I there. I don't believe he did. I think she called the next day and said uh, something along the lines of, oh, that was that was last night? You yeah. know, just the complete like, yeah. oh, you're a fucking tool. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so he drives home, and of course, all of us as friends, hi, how'd the night go? You yeah. know, what happened? Yeah. So he turned into Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah. Jonah, what happened? I just slept in my car. Yeah. What? I drove. I slept in my goddamn car. Okay, I slept in my car. He's fucking mad. Yeah. Just jo- and Jonah does not want to get like really aggressively mad right but man that fucking rubbed him the wrong way so bad and it probably rubbed him more because he was warned by so many people (laughs) he thought maybe he would break the streak so i don't remember but maybe jonah can confirm this or not i may have said dude you're gonna end up sleeping in your car or something (laughs) it sounds familiar but i may be just inserting it in there so i would ask jonah for confirmation did i warn him that he would sleep in his car? i think he needs to confirm a lot of parts of the story too because i'm sure he's got some extra insight but sure. i will i will say this um he's he's not the only one to ever do something like that not heat a friend's wearing and get blown off by a girl he's the only person to this day that i know that fell asleep in their car waiting for somebody to finally show like a lost puppy you that know, never did it never showed up mm-hmm. so it reeks of desperation i of course being the friend that i am decided to write a page paper and give it to him and it was uh, Jonah's diary in the car. <laughs> I think I remember this. It, it was like day one, and not here. Hoping she shows up soon. Can't wait to see her. Day three, it started to snow again. <laughs> I'm glad I packed extra pants. <laughs> day seven, I'm so hungry. Wolves have started to circle the car. I hope to call soon. My battery's about to die. Yeah. <laughs> classic uh so yeah it just kept going on and on like that um, Poor jonah yeah i i he should have <laughs> heeded the warning because uh, many people fell for the that and i'll give you an, a, a side story um when i was uh <laughs> when i was in college I was the fucking car now. yeah <laughs> with all the garbage and everything because jonah wasn't the cleanest person so he was a little sleeping in like sandwich bags and things Cover, he's, he's covering up with bag. McDonald's wrappers to keep warm. Like a bag of Funyuns he's using for a pillow or yeah, something. Like that. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I'm in college, and uh, my buddy Larry, Mike, but we call him Larry, <laughs> goes to on spring break and ho- hooked up with a very, very pretty girl. Um, and I got to tell you the whole story because there's so many good aspects of this story, but right one ahead. of them ties into this. So this girl's supposed to come. She lives in southern Indiana. And she's supposed to come to U of I for the weekend to visit. Right. Um, we were, I was like 21. Larry was like just turning, getting ready to turn 23 or something like that. Uh, <laughs> he gets on the phone with this girl. She's right supposed now. to, I'm trying to t- organize it. All right. The girl's like, well, my car's broken. I don't think I can. This guy, Mike, other guy, Mike says, why, she, why doesn't she see if her mom will drive her or something? And, like, as he says that, she says, my mom could drop me off halfway if you want to meet me. Oh, God. Okay. <clears throat> so that was one of the funny parts because it was like, and you hear, see him on the phone go, oh, my God. But this girl and her friend were and, coming to visit. And how old were they again? Well, yeah, okay. Um. So I say, well, I'll go with you because it was basically just a bunch of dudes sitting around drinking. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll go for the ride. Yeah. We brought like a jug, a milk jug full of beer, and I drank beer in the car while he drove. Atta boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we drive. We, we pick on the map. There's like a hospital right. in Indiana. And we just said, we'll meet you at like the south entrance, not knowing if there even is a south entrance or whatever. So we get there, and we're driving around this hospital going around in circles, like kind of trying to, because there was no south entrance. So we just kept circling. Security stops us and says, guys, can I help you? And he says, we're meeting someone here. We just found this place on the map. We're trying to find. So we would go by and see security every now and again. The guy would just be sitting in his car kind of. So he starts to get frustrated. He says, if they don't show, we're not going back tonight. This was pre-cell phone. Okay. Okay. So you just had to hope. Yeah. Yeah. We are not going back tonight. He goes, if they do not show, and he points, he goes, we are staying in that motel, and we are going to that strip club. And there was a strip club, like, right next door to the motel. <laughs> and I said, okay, that's fine, whatever. Well, the girls ended up showing. But that was the whole thought process of we will not tell anybody. And we will create yep. a story of how we hooked up with them in the hotel or something. We will not get, you know. <laughs> so we're driving back. So these two girls are in the back seat, and I'm in front, and I'm kind of talking to them. And they were younger, you could tell, but I go, you know, I'm asking them questions, and I go, you know, where do you go to school? And she says, like, you know, whatever name of the school. And I go, is that a junior college? She goes, no, it's a high school. (sighs) And I turned, and I wish we had a video because I turned. I was looking in the back seat, and I just turned and looked at Larry driving. And I smiled, and he, like, I know he knew I was looking at him, and then you see his eyes kind of dart my way for a second, and then he just smiles because he knows. And he still contends to this day, no, no, she was 18. I said, did you ever find that out? He goes, no. He goes, well, most people in high school are 18. I said, no. I said, oh, brother, I went to college. I was 17 still. I go, he goes, well, you know, she was this and pretty, and I was only this. I said, you can make the like same it. argument. I go, like it or not? Most people in high school are fucking 13, too, Larry. I go, <laughs> you took a minor across state lines. Like Holy that. shit. 
And I, to this day, still bust his balls about it. And he tries to, like, divert the story to something else. And, and now I, said, I know the story, which is great. Now the internet so, knows the story. Yeah, it was a classic. <laughs> it was one of those moments. And I get it. The girl was hot. I mean, she was pretty. and uh, Pretty ain't worth jail. Sorry. It could be. <laughs> um, remember what I said? It's not statutory rape if she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Lukeisms, yeah, yeah. Um, no, she's. I I don't know how old she. She was probably eighteen or you know, um, the one girl was a high school dropout. I mean, they were they were white class acts, but they were they were good looking. And she, you know, he met her on spring break, and they and got dropped off by their mom too. Her mom gave permission, and so she was classy too. Oh yeah, but like you wouldn't believe, brother. Okay, <laughs> I mean, you like to cite bad parenting, but that's some bad parenting right there. Taking your two 18-year-old, well, one 18-year-old daughter and her friend out to meet how many guys? Me and yeah, me and him went for the ride. Oh, just you two. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. For some reason, I thought that was like four of you. <laughs> like, hey, we're going to run a train. No. I mean, and we were clean-cut guys and whatever. It's, you know. I don't trust anyone. Ever. Ah, <sighs> shit, man. You got anything else for this whole uh, this whole show? No, I got a fat uh, one today. I loved it, man. I, I, I these guys this. keep if these guys keep bringing me up on their episodes, invite me. I'll come on the episode. Awesome. And we'll discuss some things. We we actually have to uh, make some arrangements. Uh, listen to all the shows on the Disease Network. We actually dropped a new show in the last two weeks. Um, Claire Sampson, uh, the wife of Jared Sampson, she just started her uh, Vag Dialogue show. They're on episode two, and. It's an awesome show. Uh, it definitely is something worth listening to, and it's nice to have a couple female voices on the, the network because it's just a change of pace, to be honest with you. A bunch of fucking guys talking about comic books and politics and shit like that. So keep it up, Claire. They're very good. Um, <clears throat> let's see. What else, man? Uh, I got nothing. Yeah, not too much. I got to yeah. pee and go to the show. Good times. I'm going to go see you in that show. Listen, you're going to get a disease. I'm that just happened. Dosh Drunks, The Vag Dialogues, and Something Gate, all on the Disease Network. Like us on SoundCloud and Facebook. I should probably put that at the beginning of the episode so you don't have to listen to fucking us talk for an hour and a half before you hear that. Make a promo or something like that. Yeah? All right. Anyway, for Luke, this is Nick. Go get a disease, everybody. Later. Later.